Hello and welcome to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. I'm your host, Kate Sayall, Certified Professional Dog Trainer, coming to you from Forward Radio 106.5 FM. Be sure to check us out on our website, forwardradio.org, where you can catch all of the other episodes of Sit, Stay, Listen, along with all of the other programming available from your grassroots community radio station. At Sit, Stay, Listen, we are here to answer your questions about your pets, their behavior, and why they do what they do. We are here for you, so be sure to send your questions to us. You can reach us through the Kentucky Humane Society Facebook page or at our email address, behavior at kyhumane.org. Now, if you've been following this show, you have undoubtedly become a fan of the music of John 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 Slater, and I'm so excited today because he's written us our very own theme song for our show that I get to premiere today. You heard just a little bit of it in our intro, and I'll be doing a bit of an extended break in the middle of our show today so that I'll get to play the whole thing for you. So getting into our behavior questions today... I got a number of emails this week, so thanks so much for sending those questions in. So great to hear from you out there. And a number of the questions that I got this week were about coming when called. So I wanted to just take this week's episode and really focus on coming when called. It's something every dog should absolutely know how to do. It's something that we should all teach every dog how to do well, but it's also one of those more elusive behaviors that doesn't come naturally to a lot of dogs and can take quite a bit of practice. So it's definitely something that's worth discussing in a little more detail. Now, coming when called is a pretty large topic. It seems like a really simple behavior, pretty straightforward. I call, you come to me. But there's actually quite a bit to it and a lot to discuss there. When we talk about coming when called, or any behavior for that matter, it's important to put yourself in your dog's shoes and try and understand what it is that you're actually asking your dog to do. When you need your dog to come to you, generally that's because they're not with you, they are off somewhere doing something, often independently, they might be sniffing some incredible smell, playing with another dog, off having a party, potentially getting into something they shouldn't be getting into, generally distracted. That's why you need them to come to you because they're not there. They're off doing something different. So what you're actually asking your dog to do is one, stop what you are doing, tear your attention away from whatever you are doing, that incredible smell, that dog friend, that squirrel that ran up the tree, that thing you want to chase and bring your attention to me instead. Ignore everything else in the entire universe that's going on around you. Ignore everything that is between you and me, and then come all the way to me. That is a whole lot that we are asking of our dogs. We're basically asking them to forsake everything else in the entire universe and come directly to us. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Straight to us. That is a really, really tall order. And something that a lot of us are guilty of is that we kind of assume that our dogs come with 
this particular skill, this particular behavior just built in that we should be able to just call our dog and they come when called. In reality, this is a very difficult skill for our dogs and something that takes a lot of practice, a lot of reward, and a lot of work. And in addition to being something that takes a lot of work, it is also, in my opinion, the single most important thing that you can ever teach your dog ever in their entire life. If you only teach your dog one skill, it should be coming when called. This is a behavior that could save your dog's life in an emergency, and it can keep you from freezing your behind off, standing in the backyard, calling your dog in the middle of February, trying to get him to come inside. So it is a life-saving skill, but it is also just generally an important life skill that every dog should know. And as a professional trainer, it is also one of the questions I get asked most often. Why doesn't my dog come when called? It's a great question, and there are a lot of reasons that your dog might not come when called. The first and most obvious reason is it was never taught, it was never trained. So always ask yourself, if your dog doesn't come when called, did you actually teach them this skill? Is this something that you took some formal training time, set up an exercise, and actually worked through teaching them what come or hear or whatever your recall word is actually means? So in short, if you didn't teach it, it's not going to work. So another reason that your dog might not come when called is if you haven't set them up to be successful. In a previous episode, I discussed the three Ds, distraction, distance, and duration. And those are the three ways or the three things that can make an exercise or a skill easier or more difficult. If you missed that episode, definitely go to our website, forwardradio.org, and give that a listen that can help you with any skill that you're working on with your dog. So as it relates to coming when called, looking at the big picture when you're calling your dog and trying to set them up for success is very important. You want to call them when they are likely to get it right. If you don't think that your dog is going to be able to successfully come when called, it's important that you don't call them. If your dog has a really rotten habit of not coming when called from the backyard, but you stand at your door and you call them, Fluffy come, Fluffy come, Fluffy come, over and over again anyway, what you're actively doing is teaching them to ignore that recall word, come. You're teaching them that that word doesn't actually mean anything. So you're actively damaging your cue and making them less likely to come when called in that scenario, but in future scenarios as well. Another example of that would be if your dog is actively playing with another dog, they are super engaged in a game, extremely distracted, and you've never practiced calling your dog to you when they're extremely distracted and playing a game with another dog. If you don't think it's going to work, 
If it's a scenario or a circumstance that you have not practiced or you have not trained, it's probably not a good time to call your dog. Now, the inevitable question is, okay, I can't call my dog, now what do I do? This is a much longer discussion, but generally, management is always your first step, so make sure that you're not putting your dog in a position where you've lost all control. If you know your dog isn't going to come when called, don't put them in a position where you're not going to be able to get them back if you need to. Always put good management in place. If they're going to need a specific skill to go to a specific place or to do a specific activity, make sure you spend the time to train that skill. We generally want to think about what we call the 90% rule. Unless you are 90% sure that something is going to work, you probably don't want to ask for that behavior because you could actually be damaging that cue, damaging that word. If you don't think that you can ask for a behavior in a certain context, then it's important that you make a mental note of that and then go back and practice so that behavior is going to be there for you when you need it. So making sure that you are asking your dog to come when called in situations that they are actually ready for. Set your dog up to be successful. Another reason that your dog may not come when called is if they're not rewarded for coming. Remember that we are asking our dog to do something incredibly difficult. Ignore everything else in the world. And sniffing things, visiting with other dogs, getting to run around and have a good time, those are all incredibly rewarding things for our dogs. If our dog removes themselves from all of the fun they're having and all of these great things and then gets to us and it means the party's over, then what's the fun in coming to us? It's totally not worth it and it's far more rewarding for them to completely ignore us. So if our dog chooses to ignore all of those things and go to us instead, it is really important that we do what we can to make coming to us rewarding so that it's worth it to our dog to ignore all of those other things. So with a lot of other behaviors, obviously the goal is to fade out food reward. We don't want to have to be reliant on treats forever, but I'll be really honest, coming when called is the thing that I will give treats for longer than anything else. My dogs have been through a lot of training. They have a lot of really great skills. We've traveled all over the country, we hike a lot, and I still carry treats for a good recall. I want my dogs to love coming when called. I want it to be their favorite thing to hear in the whole world because I want that bright, happy, woohoo response when they hear me call them. And so absolutely, I'm going to give them a treat when they come when called, and I'm happy to do it. So reward your dog for coming when called. Throw them a dang party. It's our favorite thing, best thing our dog can possibly ever do. Here's another one. Be very mindful of what you are calling your dog for. Remember that we want our dogs to love to come when called. So be very mindful of why you are calling them. 
when your dog comes when called, we want the outcome to be something that they love. So if you have to do something that your dog does not love, if your dog doesn't like having a bath, they don't like having their nails trimmed, we probably don't want to call our dog to us to then engage in something that our dog does not enjoy. We do not want them associating coming when called with something they don't like. So make sure that when you call your dog, it is for something wonderful, whether it's just handing them a treat or maybe you call them because it's mealtime. What dog doesn't love mealtime? Or if your dog loves a car ride to go to the park, if your dog loves to go on a walk, make sure you're calling your dog to you for something wonderful. And the last thing, and this is relatively obvious, but I definitely need to bring it up, Never punish your dog when they get to you. There are certain things that our dogs can do, like running out the front door, jumping the fence, tearing something up in the house. Our dogs do things that are frustrating, that can be destructive, that can even be dangerous and scary. However, it's extremely important that even if we are feeling scared, if we're feeling frustrated, that we never punish them for coming back. Remember that coming to us, no matter what happened, always needs to be the best thing they've ever done, ever. We always, always want to reward our dogs for coming back. So fake it if you have to, hand them a whole bunch of treats for coming back, then, you know, walk outside, Hit your punching bag in your garage, listen to some soothing music, do whatever you need to do to deal with that anger and frustration in a healthy way, but make sure that your dog gets rewarded for coming back if they ran out the front door or climbed that fence. You never want your dog to be afraid to come home. You are tuned in to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. We will be back after a very special short break, premiering our new theme song written and recorded by John 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 Slater.
Welcome back to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society on Forward Radio 106.5 FM. That was our new original theme song written and recorded by John 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 Slater. Thanks so much for putting that together for us. I hope all of you listeners out there enjoyed it as much as I did. You can find John 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 Slater on Spotify, and you can catch just a little taste of his music on this show every week. All right, so getting back to talking about recall, or coming when called. The first half of the show, we talked about some of the problems that people run into with their dogs when they don't want to come when called, where some of these problems might be coming from, and some of the things that you want to try and avoid when you're working on coming when called. And this half of the show, I want to talk about ways that you can practice coming when called, some training exercises that you can do, and how to build a recall that's going to be reliable and fun for you and your dog. So first things first, this might sound really simple, but you need to pick a word that means come to me. It might seem really logical to just use your dog's name, However, I always encourage you to pick something other than your dog's name. You use your dog's name for lots and lots of things. It's something they hear in their day-to-day life constantly. Pick one word that means come to me that is not their name. I use come with my dogs. Other common recall words are here. Some people say come here. But whatever it is, pick one thing and stick with it. If you have something you've already been using and it is not working, if you are that person that is standing on your back porch saying fluffy come, fluffy come over and over again and it is not working, pick a different recall word. It is much better to start from square one with a brand new word than to try and fix a broken one. All right, now once you have your recall word figured out, Now it's time to get your treats together. Remember, coming when called is supposed to be the greatest thing that's ever happened for your dog. You want to throw them a party when they come when called. So you want to come up with some pretty awesome treats. Something that your dog is going to be really, really excited about. So from there, we start to look at really basic training principles. We want to make sure that we're setting our dog up to be successful. So start in an easy environment, few distractions, in a way that your dog is very likely to be successful. That could be your backyard. If the backyard is too busy, inside is fine. So initially, you want to look for circumstances where you're going to be able to get the response you want. Generally, I try to create the behavior I'm looking for, label it while it's happening, and then reward it. So I can just be standing in my kitchen or my living room, get my dog's attention, smooch, clap, jog backwards a little bit, my dog will wag, happily follow me. Woo, this is fun. What are we doing? I'll say come as they are on their way, and then as soon as they get to me, I hand them the treat. So you create the behavior, you label it while it's happening, and then you reward it. You can definitely set up formal, structured training sessions, and that's great, especially early on. But it's also important to just kind of work this in throughout your day when your dog isn't expecting it. 
Because realistically, those are the situations where we use these behaviors that we practice. One of the other ways that I really like to work on my recall is to hang out in the backyard with my dog. Hanging out, working in my garden, drinking an iced tea, I always have treats. And every time my dog chooses to come over and check in and say hello, I'll say my recall word, I say come, and I hand them a treat. What's even better is if you see them on their way, they're already coming to say hello to you, you can say come when they're on their way, hand them a treat when they get there. So you're rewarding your dog for coming and checking in. You're telling them what they're doing, and then they're getting a treat for it. So coming over and saying hi is getting them a reward. Now, after we have spent some time creating and labeling the behavior, then we can actually start to ask for the behavior. But remember that it is very important not to say come and expect a response if it's something that you've never really practiced. So make sure you don't move on to this phase until you are ready. So when you do start calling your dog to you, remember to start really close range first at a distance where they're likely to be successful. And this might just be five feet away from you at first, and that's okay. With coming when called, it's much more important that you actually get that recall response and that you are able to reward it when it happens. And as your dog gets better at it, you can call them from further away, and you can call them with more distractions present. It's also very important to make sure that you are practicing skills where you're going to use them. So if we only practice coming when called in our backyard, they are only going to be good at it in the backyard. So it's important that we practice it in lots of different places. Just because your dog is great at coming when called in your backyard That does not mean that you should go to Cherokee Park and let them off leash and think that that recall that's great in your backyard is going to be just as great in that park with a universe of distractions. They're good at it where they practice. So this is where a long line becomes your best friend. And it's important to note a long line is not a retractable leash. A long line is exactly what it sounds like. It's just a very long leash. They can be anywhere from 10 feet all the way to 30 feet. I personally like a 15 foot, 20 foot at the longest, but it gives you the ability to give your dog a little bit of freedom, to walk a little bit of distance from you, to sniff around a little bit, but to still be on a leash so you're complying with leash laws, but your dog still is safe and they can't take off. You still have control over your dog, but you have the ability to practice recall from a little bit of a distance. Now, when we talk about dog training, we talk about our three Ds, distraction, distance, and duration. And with recall, The distraction and distance are the really important elements here. The more that's going on around us, the harder it is for our dog to come when called because there are more things they have to ignore in order to do that. And distance, 
the farther away our dog is from us, the harder it is for them to come when called, the more distance they have to cover to get there. So early on, when we're practicing coming when called, it's important that we start from a very close distance. And only when our dog gets more reliable do we want to start to add that distance. And that's where our long line becomes very, very useful. We can start to work on coming when called in lots of different environments and in unfenced areas while still making sure that we are being safe and practicing good management. So when you're practicing coming when called, it is important to make sure that you practice frequently, but you don't want to practice too many repetitions. And by that, I mean that you want to make sure that you practice every day, but try not to drill it. Sometimes just three, maybe four repetitions is all you need. You want to end a training session before your dog does. So end while it's still fun and while it's still exciting so that the next time you call your dog to you, they're still excited about doing it. Don't play recall games for so long that your dog is bored with it. And that's really true for any training exercise, but that is doubly important when we're talking about coming when called. So just a few parting words before we wrap up today about our recall. Now back in the first half of the show, I said that if you don't think your dog is going to come when you call them, do not call them. And so it generally leads to a very obvious question, which is, what do I do if I need to call my dog, but I don't think they're going to come? So first, in an emergency, whenever possible, you want to try and get your dog to follow you. Chasing your dog is more likely to get them to run the other direction, whether it's out of fear or they're trying to play a keep-away game. Something else that you can always try is open your car door. Some dogs will be very happy to hop into your car if they're afraid or if they're a dog that just loves to go for a car ride. Now, just talking regular day-to-day life stuff. If you need your dog to come to you, you want to tell them to come, and you know it's not going to work, what's the point in calling them? We need to kind of get past what we wish would work and look for a more practical solution. Being proactive and practicing good management are the most important steps you can take. First, be very realistic about what your dog is and is not capable of. If your dog does not have an extremely reliable recall, do not let them off leash at the park or on a hike. Keep them on that leash. Safety is priority one. You want to be realistic and not put yourself or your dog in a situation where you're going to need a recall that's simply not there. And regardless of how good your recall is, always make sure that you are respecting leash laws and the leash rules of wherever you happen to be. Try and think ahead. Think about the situations where you're really going to need a recall and then be proactive. Get to work on your training so that those behaviors are there when you need them. And this last one goes out to our listener, Chelsea. For your dog that is partying in the backyard in the morning and running you late for work. Rather than just letting your dog out in your yard to handle his business in the morning, 
take him out on a leash, take him for a walk, and this could even be in your backyard, take lots of treats with you, do some recall practice, let him handle his business, reward all those recalls, and then give him a treat when you come back in. But it's probably going to save you some time, and it's absolutely going to improve the behavior in the long run. Thank you for joining us for Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. Remember that we do have dog training services available, so if you do need help, we are here for you. You can find more information about our training services on our website, kyhumane.org. Thank you for tuning in to Sit, Stay, Listen on Forward Radio 106.5 FM. Don't forget to visit our website, forwardradio.org, and hit that donate button to support your grassroots community radio station. Everybody take care and have a great rest of your day.